Hey everybody, welcome to Talkin' Stock. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number four this season of Talking Stock. We're going to preview Atlanta. It's February the 21st. We're here kind of spaced out more than usual. We got a little bit of a delay with the country, the way that we're spread out. But I'm here with my co-host, Trey. Trey, how are you? Yeah, I'm the I'm the reason for that being spread out. I'm out here in California for work. Um, unfortunately, kind of had a throw this one together and piece it together. Um, but I, th- I think I'm going to be happy with how it turned out, get to talk about the great American race uh, and preview upcoming Atlanta. Yeah, it's uh, it's a super show for back-to-back super speedways, I think. But Trey, it was kind of a wonky setup for for uh, the Daytona 500, obviously. NASCAR has been ahead of the curve on two events this year with the clash and the Daytona 500 being very clear to move the race uh, this in this case up, I'm sorry, back instead of up. Um, but it definitely sucks when you're, you're waiting around for that Sunday after the Super Bowl and you don't get, it ends up being like a Monday evening race. It was pretty weird. Yeah. For me, it was kind of a Monday afternoon race here out, out here in California, uh, but it kind of worked out. I had some free time. I uh, didn't have too much work going on. So I was able to actually sit down and watch, the entirety of the race start to finish and that was was happy to see that and it was a little nervous like with traveling how that that how all that was going to work out but kind of played into my favor and saw a great race until the end yeah I thought it was a pretty good race uh I was able to see the first 65 percent of the first stage and then I ended up having to go to night class so that screwed me a little bit so I end up trying to keep myself in the dark as possible um but still having some interest and by the end of the the block I was kind of looking at who was going to win anyway but I watched it uh on the recording version as soon as I got home and man it it was very similar to what we've seen at Daytona recently Um, a lot of hurry up and wait is the way I would describe it um just get in line and and just see where it goes I was surprised to see uh, how much fuel saving was going on it was some slower laps um but at the end of the day you do want to see your drivers kind of make it to the end because that's the name of the game you got to get a little lucky and I just know for a fact I was sitting there in class praying after watching the beginning of the race that Brad Kozlowski did not find either bumper of Denny Hamlin uh eventually ended up being a a wreck that involved Brad but I wouldn't say that one was particularly Brad's fault that took out my guy no, but Bradman at it again at the super speedways, just pushing people at the, the worst possible time, turning people sideways. And of course, Harrison Burton gets taken out again. It seems like every time that this kid is out there and has a good car, a chance to win, or at least a chance to, to put himself in the top five or top three, and he gets taken out early. That was a couple years. Is that two years ago? He got flipped by Brad at the at the 500 on lap like four. This year was lap six. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate for a kid that hasn't proven, I think, or shown what his true talent is. Obviously, in that Wood Brothers car, maybe not the best equipment compared to some other teams, uh, but, a, but a kid that had a lot of potential coming up through the ranks and with the family name. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that the expectations for Harrison Burton is to get close to a win this year. Um, and I'd hate to say that this puts him behind the eight ball at all for that, but we, we know that the Wood Brothers try and bring their most tricked out hot rod to Daytona. They're still looking for that 100th win. And they qualified top 10. The Fords look pretty tough as they have on the super speedway. So it was reasonable to assume that he could win this race given the opportunity. Um, I mean, certainly no less than the average uh, driver. I think this was one of his better chances. And it feels like every time that he's got some momentum, man, he finds himself on the wall, whether it's by his own doing or by the doing of others. So I definitely do feel bad for him. Um, hand up on my end. Um, when we recorded our show last, and, and to be fair to us, we didn't have a ton of information to go off of, but um, to kind of change gears here, Toyota brought some fast cars. I don't think that the fascia is going to be any sort of issue for them going forward. Um, they were one of the, I think Hamlin was the fastest car on track in traffic and practice, but that was again after we recorded the show. So to kind of go back and revisit that, the Toyotas were just as fast as anybody, and I think the redesign looks pretty sweet. So um, I don't think that'll be an issue at Atlanta this week either. Yeah, I think that talking qualifying at like super speedways doesn't mean a whole lot. I think we discussed a little bit of that last week, that just because the Toyotas didn't have speed in qualifying doesn't really mean that they're not going to have speed come race day for one of two reasons. One, they have several days after qualifying to make some big swings and changes on the car and two what you do in a single file line single single car atmosphere means nothing at the super speedways it's all about how your car handles in the draft handles in a pack and how you're able to move through that but i think we'll see a little bit more of that come atlanta this weekend and uh hope to see maybe a couple toyotas towards the front yeah i'm uh, i'm definitely hoping for it uh I think it's a good time to break us into our qualifying lap here, Trey. I'll hand it over to you as we get ready for Atlanta. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to this Atlanta race. Uh, it's a new look for Atlanta. And it's, this is now year two, or sorry, year three, that uh, uh, 2020 repave that turned this into a super speedway. Um, a mile and a half track that's a super speedway is not something that you typically see on the NASCAR circuit. Um, it, it's... Definitely a different style of racing than you see at any other mile and a half track. Um, the surface is on the more abrasive side. So you see a lot more tire wear here as opposed to our other two super speedways in Daytona and Talladega. You don't necessarily see them like this past weekend. We didn't see really any green flag tire changes um, unless there was an issue. Uh, it was all fuel stops under under green, and then you got your tires under yellow, and that's just because there's not that much tire wear at a place like Daytona or Talladega. But that definitely plays a bigger part in this because while you're still going to pit uh, in groups and hopefully with your teammates, um, your time coming out back onto the track is certainly going to be different. So going to have to kind of plan for that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of that information is sort of what I heard uh, on Sirius XM radio mirrors a lot of what you just said. Obviously, if we revisit the second Atlanta race in our mind, it was pretty warm for that race. I mean, we did see tires play somewhat of a factor. Um, but I don't know that that will absolutely be the case on Sunday, but it's definitely more, you have to be more conscious of it than you would be at Tal Talladega or Daytona, just plain and simple. I don't know why the track, I mean, 
it's not that old for it to be wearing the way it is, which is good for racing. I'm not, I don't want to seem complaining, but it's surprising how quickly uh, that it's going to kind of fade comparatively to the other super speedways. But I think that gives us a good jumping off point to sort of preview Atlanta here. So this is back-to-back super speedways. Trey, that's, I mean, I don't remember that happening. I mean, we never have gone Daytona to Talladega before. So I like that kind of racing. So I'm for it. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I mean, this is super speedways are certainly my favorite type of racing on the circuit. So definitely excited to see that back to back weeks. It kind of does suck because it's nice when they're spaced out because you kind of get that like treat, you know, after you go to some Frankenstein road course, then you get to go to Atlanta or Daytona or Talladega and see real racing. Um, but getting back to back weeks is pretty cool to see. And I think that some of these teams can build off of what they learned and what they saw at Daytona. I think, you know, the excitement, the craziness of being the Daytona 500, you don't necessarily see the best out of every car, every team. And it's kind of a, a crapshoot as we saw at the end, Willie B. Don't know if he really deserved to get that one. Um, uh, a lucky break there with the, when the caution came out and that the caution came out before the white flag, but that's a whole nother debate. Uh, but I don't know you'll see as much of that luckiness come into play this week in, in Atlanta, um, being said the teams now have some some data to build off of. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, when it comes to Atlanta, it's I know it's technically in the super speedway category, but I think that it really has provided some better racing throughout the race than the other two have, Talladega and Daytona. Uh, to be honest with you, I think it's, kind of my favorite track going right now. So I enjoy it. I mean, I think it'll be, I, mean, I really would be more of a short track fan overall. Those packages aren't great right now. Um, Kansas has put on some good races, uh, but Atlanta overall has been entertaining to me. I think it will be entertaining again this Sunday. Um, so I, I would keep an eye out. I think this is definitely gonna be a race that you don't want to miss. I'm, I'm sitting here as we see you recording this on Wednesday. I am very excited for this race. Uh, I think it'll be, and I don't want to take shots at Daytona because I think overall it was a pretty good race. Um, it's a good way to kick off the season. It's the Super Bowl, uh, what have you. But I think that this race is just going to provide a little more excitement from start to finish, and it's just something I'm really excited to watch. So, Trey, as we kind of move through, hopefully picking the right lottery numbers of this crap shoot potentially in Atlanta, what are your picks going into it? Yeah, so the one that I, I do really like this week, unfortunately, because I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but uh, Joey Logano, one of last year's race winners at plus 1,000. Uh, he was right at the top of the leaderboard. I, that number probably will fluctuate depending on what site you go to. Uh, and then the one that I really like, probably my favorite bet of the week, is that I'm seeing it at plus 150 is Corey LaJoy to finish in the top 10. Um, I actually like Corey LaJoy's numbers across the board, plus 4,000 to win, plus 1,100 for top three, and plus 500 uh, for top five. But my favorite is definitely the one, plus 150 at top 10. A guy that has shown speed at super speedways, has shown speed at Atlanta, has led laps at Atlanta. Um, and I think that that uh, seven car is coming for vengeance. Kind of a make or break year for Corey LaJoy, so I'm expecting big things out of him. Um, so I expect him to be competing this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I don't hate even the plus four thoughts for him to win. Um, both Logano and LaJoy were on my list for mentioning picks. I think Logano is just the favorite. Obviously, he won the poll last week on a similar style racetrack. 
and he's run well there the last couple of years. I believe he won the first spring race last year, if memory serves. So I, I like Joey a lot. Um, I like Chase Elliott a lot. Uh, I, I really can't shake this feeling. It's going to be a solid year for him. Uh, last year was such a, a dumper in a number of different ways. He's in his home state of Georgia. I like Elliott a lot. Uh, and then here's your, your typical guys. You could say on a super speedway, Hamlin, Blaney, uh, Keselowski, and Wallace, I think, are all threats on this style of track. Brad, if he makes it that far, <laughs> I think will be a contender. Obviously, he has a tremendous track record. Uh, it's a super speedway of Talladega. So uh, I think you can keep an eye on those guys. As far as more prop style betting, I really like the one that you mentioned. I had not seen that. That's that's a really good bet. If if this race completes with Corey LaJoy running it, it's probably going to be with him in the top 10. Yep. Um, but with this being a super speedway, I don't have a ton of prop bets. But, man, if I were a betting man, I, I'd say pick one of the Fords. I, I think that they'll be pretty good. Yeah, Fords are always competitive at tracks like this, so can't go wrong with any of them there. I mean, I think, unfortunately, last week, none of our, our bets were kind of successful there, but they definitely had the opportunities, too, with Kyle Busch was up at the front a lot of the day. Ross Chastain was up at the front even at the end until he got wrecked on the last lap, uh, and, and Chase Elliott would have been there, especially if there was another restart at the end. So, obviously, this isn't financial advice, but I think that uh, – even though we didn't win money this past weekend, it's uh we're we're on to something. We're we're close. Yeah, I I you heard it here here you heard it here, folks. Trey said put the house on it. I did. <laughs> he did. Um, but I think that uh, I think we're on the right track with a lot of the way we're looking at this. Um, I think that that Corey LaJoy bet is probably going to get some of my money. So. Um, I think that's a really good one. And plus you're working with 10 spots there. You have a lot of leeway. He's been really tremendous. Uh, but I, like I mentioned earlier, I really can't wait for Atlanta. I think it's going to be a great race. It's crazy that it's February. We're Atlanta in Atlanta, but um, that, that's a good feeling to me. It feels like a move that they would have made 15, 20 years ago and not feeling like they've got to be on, you know, on the coasts immediately. I like being in, in its traditional area of nascar in that southeast region so i think it's gonna be a really fantastic race um we'll go to our fan question here and we kind of deliberately ignored this earlier well in our recap of daytona trey how do you feel about the conclusion of the daytona 500 byron getting the white flag and then that's the checkered yeah that was kind of bullshit he was 150 yards away from the start finish line and when chastain was turned 180 degrees I think that NASCAR needs to find a way that even if the button's not pressed, if the event that ha caused the caution has already happened uh, before they get to the start finish line, then they have to restart it because we're going off of a human clicking a button. It's stupid, but congrats to Willie B. He was put himself there, put himself in contention. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen some funny memes from the NASCAR's fixed crowd and that, William uh, Byron intentionally wrecked those guys <laughs> with about 10, 12 to go. And it worked out perfectly for him. Obviously my guy, Danny Hamlin was in that wreck, but it's pretty, it's easier to say who wasn't in that wreck. Um, there were some really competitive cars. I think that were coming and making moves, but in typical Daytona fashion, 
that happens. You can't get too too upset about it. I think Logano and Kozlowski were both threats. Um, I don't hate the idea of William Byron being a Daytona 500 winner. I, Of all the Hendrick cars, I don't mind William Byron all that much. Uh, I really don't hate anybody, to be honest, other than there was a little feud we had with Chastain. Uh, I don't particularly care for maybe Logano. But, I mean, I Hendrick is such a perennial power. It's hard to really root for him, I guess, is is what I'm saying. But I don't hate Willie B winning it. But, man, to your point, it's like we're within the margin of human error. It probably optically would have been better to come back yellow and and, and line it back up again because you're dealing with <laughs> – you're dealing with the fact that narratives out there that you've got 40 years of Hendrick and here we go. And he's going to get the win, getting the white flag on. I don't want to call it a technicality, but it definitely was in the margin of suspicion. So strange, strange finish the Daytona 500. Yeah, certainly seems scripted. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think it was a good finish. Atlanta's going to be fantastic. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate it. And we always want to know where you're rooting from and who you're rooting for. So hit us up in the DMs, give us some questions, and we'll see you in Atlanta.